welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast, showing you the simple way of returning to God through forgiveness, prayer, and doubting every thought. If you're looking for peace in life and want to know what God really is about, you've come to the right spot. I wish you well, and let's get this episode started. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Doubt Every Thought. My name is Jacob. On this particular episode, we did an interview with Chris, who has actually his own podcast called Based on Call, where they talk about the MLB, international baseball in China, Korea, and Japan. On Doubt Every Thought for this episode, I interviewed Chris, and we talked about a few topics, which included your thoughts before and after you wake up, pastors, and really knowing things for yourself, uh, a father's love, how we overcomplicate our lives, and of course, the biblical question, from Bond, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. So if you're looking for some logos and a great conversation between two sons of God, well, guess what? You came to the right spot. So without further ado, let's get this episode started. So everybody, welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast, where we talk about returning to God through forgiveness, knowing thyself, and doubting every thought. And you do that by forgiving your parents, by doing the silent prayer, and of course, realizing that all the thoughts in your head are not you, that it comes from someplace else that is not so positive. Today on this episode, we have been graced again with the presence of Mr. Chris. Chris, who is crushing, and we're here just to talk about logos, you know, people's upbringing, talk about a father's love, the biblical question. Really a few minutes just to catch up with another son of God. So without further ado, Chris... How are things going, man? How's life? I'm good, man. It's great to be back. Um, any day that you are grateful and you are at peace is a is a gift. So you know, keep um, keep acknowledging the goodness of God every day, and you will be at peace. Yeah, man. That's exactly how it is, and you do that by a few things. Here's how I see it: is you stay in the present moment, and you don't disappear into your imagination whether your imagination is about the past and how bad or good it was, you know, cause that's again, temptation to, to judge who you were. And it's also to not judge in the present by looking at people and saying, uh, Ooh, I'm better than that person or I'm worse than that person, uh, including judging yourself. And third one is not, you know, not judging yourself when it comes to the future either. Cause the future is yep. just like the past, right? It's yep. all in your head. It's imaginary. It's mind-blowing to me, Chris, how, like, you know, thoughts, the whole past and future, and I think really, really the same thing. It's just the imagination, and we've labeled it as past and future, but in reality, it's all just thoughts. You know, I'm I'm blown away by just how, how when you look at life, it is really just the present moment and how often we disappear into that past and into that future, which is just giving into the temptation of judgment. And I was kind of wondering, you know, maybe I didn't bring this up uh, beforehand. We were just chatting a bit, but I was just kind of wondering from your experience, you know, when you do that silent prayer, you know, before you were awake and after you were awake, you know, did you really kind of disappear into your thoughts all the time? And what's it like kind of now? Are you less in your thoughts more and more and more? Or um, have you really seen that kind of shift after you forgave your parents and all that type of thing? Yeah, and we've always discussed earlier about having a lot of peace after we forgive and 
once we realize we don't have hate in our hearts, that's one less thing to stress about in our minds. Right. So when you have one less thing to stress about, you could see things a lot more clearly. You could see a lot of things um, and realize, okay, um, this is just a thought. And you could see other things and realize, okay, this this is backed up by facts and certain whatnots. Yeah. But it, it's very it's very easy to discern what God has told you as you have let more peace going on in your life. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Where the more and more I grow into this thing like jesse says it's a growing process so i mentioned jesse jesse lee peterson he has a church called bond brotherhood organization of a new destiny talk show host great guy but like you mentioned the whole idea of peace it is it is amazing to be on that side and it feels like you're a child again where you're not you're not really even aware that the future or the past even exist and then your thoughts um about anger and resentment kind of fall away and you really return to this mindset of like a god's mindset (laughs) and it sounds it it sounds amazing right and for anybody listening who wants to feel like uh, they're a son of god it's super easy you know for me i'll I'll, let me say one thing about me when when i woke up i was always trying to do all these different things to wake up meditating traveling the world doing psychedelics, just trying to start businesses to really show that I am a man now, you know, I am a grown up. I have, I have returned, um, as a man or really someone who's leading his life and it never really worked. It'd always be a temporary solution to this spiritual problem because I was seeking material things. And after I just forgave and doubted every thought, I realized that was a solution and I I could have saved myself tens of thousands of dollars and years of just stress and constant, constant seeking in the external physical world. And I wasn't sure if that was your experience being raised in a family that was actually already religious because mine wasn't that you were always seeking, but you can never really figure it out. And then when you came across JLP, how simple it was, you know, is that kind of your experience too, where you were just seeking all over the place and then, all of a sudden found the solution and then you returned home. What was kind of your experience with that? Yeah, growing up as Christians, you know, there was a lot of things that I thought was the right thing. And there was a lot of things that I thought that I had to do to get what I wanted. Then right. you know, last time, last time I was on, we were talking about praying to God for stuff and how that wasn't the case. Right. Um, once you realize you could deeper de- into the kingdom of heaven and what it means, um, be grounded in who God is and be grounded in the present to just be still and know God and to pray and relieve yourself of stress in the moment. Right. That's what was really the, the, what happened to make, make my life a little bit more peaceful going forward. So the last, the last few months with this whole pandemic has been probably one of the best months of my life uh, no doubt amazing right oh, <laughs> that's what jlp says all the time let's take a short break and we'll be right back with the dot every thought podcast we'll talk about uh people praying for stuff and kind of like how christianity isn't isn't what we think it is so we'll be right back with chris
we're back, Chris. So I make a nice and short on the cuts so I can just come in and you know chop and paste. And you, you had mentioned earlier this interesting concept of how uh, the perception of Christianity, at least from my perception, is that people are praying for stuff. You go to the preacher and the preacher has like this, you know, he has a direct line to God. And then, he, you know, you go to him and then he calls up God and says, hey, uh, Chris is suffering. What do you recommend? And then he's just like, oh, okay, let me go tell Chris in the pew, like what the solution is, you know? And now I, I find that even people who don't like religion, they make a caricature of Christianity or of Islam. They just do these caricatures of it. But in reality, most Christians are doing that praying for stuff or they're believing what the pastor's saying just to believe it versus knowing themselves, uh, knowing thyself. And I was kind of wondering from your experience, if you're seeing something similar, like how, how, what we're being told what Christianity is, you know, from the material world right now really isn't what it is. And now that you're a son of God, you kind of know the difference. That's what you said earlier about the pastors you know there's a lot of there's a lot of pastors that are crazy right. false prophets right you know when when a pastor tells you oh god told me to tell you run for the hills <laughs> like you you do not you do not have to listen to that pastor if if god told you to do something he's gonna tell you he's not gonna tell someone else to tell you he's not gonna He's not going to unlock it in a certain person. You just got to find that. It's going to be as simple as possible. You just need to discern and pray and find find within yourself what is true and what's not. Right. And how do you kind of do that for yourself? You know, how, how do you know it's something that came from God versus like a thought that went in your head and told you that it was the right thing? Like, how do you... I'm trying to struggle with this type of question where, yes, you know, pastors like to do that. Do not follow them because you have to know for yourself, like within. Yes. Because <laughs> God's within all of us. But there's been times where I'll have doubt or confusion about a certain path. And that always tells me that's not the right path. But there seems to be like this revelatory experience where I just kind of know it's right because I'm not believing it anymore. It's just the righteous path. And then I do it. How do you kind of... Um, discern and know that it's the right path for you what whatever it is whether it's what to eat what business you should be starting who you should be talking to what to say you know do you have any advice for people who are kind of confused about that well i'm still on that boat i'm still learning as we go but um i always have nice. a wait and see attitude about certain things mm -hmm. if you're simply confused on what to do um if that if whatever idea is on your head, may, maybe you should do it. Like if you want to start this business and that thought has been your mind for a long time, start the business. And if you fail, like that's always a part of God's plan. Like don't confuse God's plan for, oh, if it works, it was God's plan. If it wasn't, then it wasn't. Literally every uh. single detail of God is is ordained by God. But the problem is we look too much in the physical realm sometimes. We might think that we're being misled in the wrong direction, but once we really, really look at ourselves in the spiritual realm, we'll know that everything in life God preordained for a reason. That's a great good point. Or bad. That's a great point, Chris. Like the 
a lot of people will say like, oh, God told me to start a business and then you do it and mm-hmm. it fails. And they're like, oh, God sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they'll yeah, say. That's it, not necessarily yeah. the case. Like, you know, maybe, maybe it was a bad idea at first, but if it is like, you will get divine wisdom to do certain things. Right, exactly. And again, it doesn't mean like, oh, God told me to do heroin, you know, or do coke and just, <laughs> and then you do it and like, oh, you know, it was horrible. Like, no, no, don't believe that thought. Obviously. <laughs> of course not. No, yeah. But like God doesn't speak to you in a voice. He speaks to you in the voiceless voice. And if you have doubt, then don't do it. But if you're doing something and it fails, failure is really just um, the perception learning. in the short term. It's learning, right. Yeah. And I've heard the story of, I'm going to tell it really poorly right now, um, where there's this farmer and he has a son. And the son breaks his leg. And everyone says, this is so horrible. You've, your son's failing. And then the farmer says, uh, we'll see. And then two weeks later, the army comes to recruit everybody for the military. But they can't recruit him because he has a broken leg. And everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. And the farmer's like, uh, we'll see. You know, And it just continues along this story where everyone's judging the, the short-term moment of what's good and what's bad versus just the farmer who's just like, well, God's will. Things just happen as they do. I'm living my life in the present moment. If things go my way, great. If they don't go my way, that's also great because that's God's plan. You know, I, I really like that story and it's helped me understand that, you know, you don't need to think about everything. Just focus on the present moment. If something is perceived bad, don't believe it and just live your life, you know, and I feel like a lot of people are believing their thoughts. They're believing the intellectual stuff. They're getting overwhelmed. It's just one of those things where once you see it, you see it. You know, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's always very important to be mindful of the moment that you're in. If you're in a state of overthinking everything, you're trying to do so many things at once, you're going to lose your mind. You're not going to have peace. You're going to have a lot of things going on inside you. And when you're stressful, it's going to come out eventually. So it's very, very important to stay in the moment and do it day by day. And as those days add up, you're going to be at a bigger place exponentially than where you were, you know, as little as a week ago, as little as a day ago, as little as a month ago. Yeah. So it's very, very important to do things one day at a time. Each day, conquer it to the best of your ability. And if you do that one by one, day by day, you're going to realize you've made so much progress because all those little things that you've been doing have added up. No, you're crushing it, Chris. That's real truth right there. Amen. So we'll take a short little break here, and then um, we'll be right back. We'll talk about uh, a few other things. So can't wait for it. Thanks, everybody. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the Doubt Every Thought podcast. Here we are interviewing Chris. And uh, Chris, I forgot to mention, you have a sports podcast that you do. Is it for baseball? I kind of forgot what it's about. Yes, it's a baseball podcast. It is the Base on Call podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you could find podcasts. Uh, We talk about the stories that ESPN won't cover, Fox won't won't cover. It basically, and we'll also talk about international baseball in Asia as well. So 
if you're a big baseball fan, a baseball purist, go ahead and check out the Base on Call podcast. The Base we'll on Call. That. That's awesome. Nah, and you've been doing that for a while too, right? Actually, no. It's only been for the last two months that we've been recording. Um, you know, one of my one of my best friends. He needed a he needed a new co-host, and he brought me on, and I'm I'm happy to do it, dude. And you're crushing it too. So Base on Call with Chris and uh, your co-host. That's going to be awesome. So let's see. I think, um, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you, and I asked uh, everybody this, is about this concept of a father's love. And I think JLP mentioned it. Again, Jesse Lee Peterson. Go to rebuildingtheman.com. But in particular, for a father's love, it was something that was foreign to me until I became born again. And up to this point, I thought love was like, you know, a man and woman come together, they begin to generate this thing called love together, and then they go into the future and the sunset happily ever after and have lots of children and die. So I thought that was kind of like what life was about. And once I actually returned to God, I realized for me, love is this fascinating concept where a father's love is very different than like a mother's love or kind of like Satan's love in a way. And so I was just kind of wondering when I say a father's love, what does that kind of mean to you and like your perception of that? One thing I notice about my dad compared to my mom, and I can't speak for every father in the world, but from what I experience in my house is when my dad shows his love towards me and the family, he basically does it with action. He does. It's not just, oh, I love you, Chris, and stuff like that. It's mostly, oh, um, you know, whether it's gifts or buying food like doing the groceries all the simple things to take care of the household that's what his love was compared to a mother's love obviously my mom's love was you know with words and uh, words of affirmation and all those um you know all, all those affectionate stuff as well so that those are the things that i noticed that differed between my father's love and my mother's love interesting so it's kind of like um like an example you know like i i find that's actually a good point chris that i guess a father's love is more about being an example versus inundating you with words you know telling you all these things to intellectualize it versus just living he's living his life as an example for you to follow yes yeah that's good yeah and then so that's more like a physical example and then when i say like spiritual father's love what does that kind of uh bring to mind when i say that like the spirit of a father's love oh never thought about that way crushing it from a spiritual (laughs) from a spiritual aspect man you really you're making me think harder about this one it's a good one right i got i i gotta think harder about like from a spiritual aspect on what a father's love is no no problem but but definitely my dad has been He's definitely the more uh, calmer one in the family, for sure. Nice. So, you know, if 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 my dad ever shows his love in in a certain way, he'll like he 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 doesn't have anger in him when he does it. He just he just does it by by action and certain um yeah and certain ways of doing that. Yeah, that's good. I think um you hit on something there where there's no anger in a father's love. You know, it's like this firmness in a way. I've said this before about Roy Masters, who is another great resource, people to check out, uh, Foundation for Human Understanding. Um, 
it's like a father's love is like this firmness and patience. Like it's always there. It's ever watching, always present as an example. And it's, it's a quiet love too. But yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. I like to hear what people are actually knowing for themselves about that. So how cool, man. That's, that's really good insight. Um, I think we'll just take one more break and then we'll cut to the biblical question for this week from Jesse Lee Peterson's Church Called Bond. So we'll be right back, everyone. Welcome back to the Doubt Every Thought podcast. We're here interviewing Chris. Uh, during the break, we were actually just talking about a lot of fun topics, some that we can discuss online, some that we cannot because it's private. But we had we had a good point where people tend to complicate their lives all the time, right? Uh, I know that was true for me. Uh, I'm not sure, Chris, if that's been true for you too, but what do you kind of think about that? People in that fallen state just making life unnecessarily complex. Yeah, there's always these people that are super focused on their careers, so they got to work 10 hours a day, 50 hours a week, 100 hours a week. And oh, stop talking they're, about they're, me. Come on. They're, they're, going, <laughs> they're, going to, they're going to all these events, going to all these parties. You know, this is just a specific example. But, you know, people are so caught up in their careers and being at these certain events. And, yeah, you know, um, yeah. sometimes it's just simple and more peaceful to just have a family. Yeah. Have two kids. Yeah. You know? Spend time with your family, spend time with your kids, um, take them out to the movies, spend a day going out to the park. You yeah. Know, there, being a father, I'm sure that would be the greatest feeling in the world. But instead, people are caught up in, I got to be at this game. I got to be at this premiere. I got to be yep. at this business meeting. Yep. And, and then like uh, every, my career. Everything has its, yep. Oh. Everything has its place. Like, oh, I want to travel. Like, everything has its place, but, you know, you can't you can't overcomplicate it just for the sake of being busy. And, there seems to be, you know, that's totally true. People are, like, uh, you know, working extra hours at their jobs. So they don't have to go home and watch over their children. And then they try yeah. to compensate for it by then going on that $7,000 vacation once a year, you know, and they're rushing to it. And then they're taking all the photos to share it with all their friends versus living in the present. And then they return to the job they don't like, but... They just want to just make that extra, you know, forty thousand dollars a year on top of their normal pay, so they can get that nice sports car. You know, it's it's a fascinating thing when you wake up, right, Chris? There, all these things fall away. Like I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. Do you know how to kind of describe it? Like now, like how it feels to be you versus how you kind of used to seek and all that type of thing. A lot of these things come and go at the end of the day. You know, all these things that you want, they're going to expire. They're going to pass. Ooh, that's deep. So yeah. it, it's very, very important to realize what are the simple things in life and what are the things that are important to you. And once you realize and once you figure out the things that are important to you, you know, you're going to realize those things last forever. Yeah. You know, how, how, how long does a car last? 10 years tops? Max. How, how long is a vacation? Like four <laughs> two weeks tops you know pe when people say like oh man my goal in life is to go to the bar in tahiti or bali yeah. and have a nice drink and yeah and i'll and i'll ask them like okay how, how long is that an hour <laughs> two hours well no, I'm, I'm gonna be there for two weeks okay two weeks what are you gonna do when you get what are you gonna do when you get back 
back to your normal life again. Yep. Like, and then, then of course, I then you're, yeah. you're being a buzzkill, right? It's like, dude, what's your problem? Why are you judging me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love, I'm, I'm the number, I'm the best. I love traveling the most. Like no one loves traveling more than me, but you got to think long-term about certain things. And if going into the beach to have a martini is your goal, well, you need, you're not thinking harder about that. Yeah. You need to be thinking harder about purpose and all these other things in life. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you seek the kingdom of God only, everything else will happen. So if you do travel, it's great. But when people begin to act like they're their own God, they um, begin to think like, oh, I should be taking that two week vacation once a year. But they don't really understand the exchange. They're exchanging a spirit, you know, in exchange for all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then they seek all this material thing. And it's like that Faustian deal we said, you know, uh, they'll they'll get the giant house, but then their kids will hate them, you know, because yep. <laughs> it's just a natural response for somebody who's not seeking the kingdom of God. It's just, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, there was a show that I was watching on Netflix. Um the show was about this writer that lived in a really nice house in LA. He had a big house in LA, had the nicest cars. He had the best job. He was writing for a TV show, but his family is a mess. They're unstable. Yep. They're spoiled brats. Yep. They may have the nice jets to, they used, there was one episode where they were flying a jet to go to, to go to, I think Tahiti or something like that. And, Oh, cool. The the kid, the family and the wife were like not happy, like th- th- because they have no concept of intimacy and closeness. Yeah. Like, all these all these very expensive things are very normal to them, and once they realize that, like they're not really. Once I realize that, they're not a very happy couple and not a happy family. Yeah, like I think to kind of summarize it, it's like people have this veneer of a life they're trying to maintain because they don't want to dive too deep into their spirit because there's a lot of voids that have been passed down from generation to generation. And, you know, if you really think you are your thoughts, it's very scary because your thoughts don't want to go there because Satan doesn't want to, doesn't want you to go there and realize that you're a son of him versus a son of God. And so you just cover it up with all this stuff. And I just got to tell everybody, you know, just because someone's wealthy, you really don't see the truth, um, you know, when they're not online or when they're not in meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many people who are being medicated on antidepressants who are wealthy. Mm-hmm. And there are so many mm-hmm. people who are just angry because they believe their thoughts. And sometimes it's true, too, for poor people. Like, if you're very poor and you're angry, you're in the same spirit as that wealthy man. You know, and I, I know a few people who are wealthy and they still have anger from when they were poor. You know, they're the exact same person. They just have a few more zeros and children who don't like them. And yeah. I've I realized, you know, the important things that matter in life is just the kingdom of God. All the physical things don't matter. And, you know, that's it's an important differentiation. You don't need to make a complex life. A simple life is the best life. You know, Jesus yeah. had a simple life. You know, it's um, it's amazing, man. Anything else that you kind of think about that, that people should know or you want to talk about? And when we discuss this, I'm not saying you can't go on vacation. I'm not saying don't make money, you know. But what I am saying is don't make don't make the money your god. Don't make the plane your god. Don't make travel your god. Ah, uh, so, yeah, idolatry. Yeah, when people, yeah. yeah, when people 
yeah, so when you, when you hear us say don't get obsessed with them, I'm, I'm not saying don't do it. Like everything has its place in life, but like what you said earlier, don't make those things idolatry. Yeah, it's like give Caesar Caesars, pay your taxes, try to avoid paying taxes, but always pay, you know. <laughs> it's you know, be a good husband all Right off jazz. everything. Yeah, right off everything on your LLC and then you have a company even if you don't make money. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap this up right here and then we'll have our last section We'll finally get to the biblical question for this week. So we'll be right back, everyone, on the Doubt Every Thought podcast. So, all right, everyone, welcome to the final segment of the interview with the amazing Chris, who has his own podcast. What was the name of the podcast again, Chris? Once again, it is the Base on Call podcast. If you are into MLB, uh, international baseball in China, Korea, and Japan, um, go give us a listen. And we think that you're going to be intrigued, and we hope that you'll be able to listen to it. So if you're a really based person and you like bases, then listen to the Based on Call <laughs> podcast. Yes, so that's my, that's my uh, dad humor, you know, even though I'm not a father yet, just practicing. <laughs> so... So hey, Chris, you gotta get that reps in, right? <laughs> Practice makes perfect. All right, you gotta get the jokes exactly. done. So Chris, exactly. we were we were just kind of talking about the last segment. We wanted to say um, the biblical question. So biblical questions are asked all the time by heathens and preachers that we shouldn't follow, right? But we actually have a uh, great pastor or pastor that we follow, um, who really just guides us back to the kingdom of God by knowing ourselves. And his name is the great Jesse Lee Peterson. And he has his church called Bond, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And on that particular church, you know, we just go there to fellowship. It's not about him teaching us or getting the right answers, you know, remembering scripture. It's just about really just honest conversations about waking up and all the challenges that we go through. And he has a weekly question that he asks that isn't right or wrong. And I just wanted to kind of get your perspective on it before he gives us an answer of what he thinks on Sunday. Um, so he asked this question. It was, what is the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God like to you? And I kind of wanted to know, Chris, how you perceive that one. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, this is something that I, up to now, I'm still trying to think about what this means. But um, if you read Matthew, they talk about the kingdom of heaven and how the Jews were think anticipating the kingdom and they thought it was going to be a, a physical kingdom and not a spiritual kingdom Ooh, so that's deep so when you realize that got me thinking okay it's made it's not a physical place it's not it's not trying to bring heaven on earth it is you know what we were it's part of it's partly peace what we've been talking about so what's the name of this podcast is and then it also love it's also forgiveness it's also um being in alignment with God, being one with God. And so yeah, being being part of the kingdom of heaven is is the ultimate fulfilling of your purpose and the life that God has given you in my opinion. Nice. And what does it really mean to be at peace? Like you're kind of saying it's like you're following God. What does that kind of really mean like day by day like the apl- the application of it? So I mean, I'm I'm gonna simplify it as much as possible. Like, no, no anger, no arguments. Yeah. Have a calm demeanor in every single second of the day. Um, yeah. 
gratitude is very, very important. Um, praying, forgiveness, all those things are, are, are a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a similar way. I, I talked about it before on the podcast where it's like, for me, it's the absence of believing your thoughts. You know, thoughts will still be ruminating in your head. Satan's always yeah. there telling you to hate yourself in some way. Yeah, he's trying to make you feel good, make you feel bad, right, wrong. Yeah. And it'll still happen, but you just live your life in the moment. Like what we said offline, how, no, we said previously, how uh, peaceful life is when you're not trying to fill it up with stuff or experiences. And yeah. the, similarly, when you seek the kingdom of God only, or it's really the same thing as what is the kingdom of heaven like to you. It's just this, you've just returned, like you're back in the Garden of Eden and God's got you. You just tell Eve not to eat those apples and you're good to go. You know, <laughs> that's that's yeah. kind of how I haven't seen it these days. But what a great insight, man. Yeah, and also I wanted to add that once you are in the kingdom of God, you are no longer in the kingdom of Satan. And when you are in the kingdom of yeah. God, you know, you're going to want to proclaim that kingdom. So part of proclaiming that kingdom is sharing the gospel about God, Jesus Christ, and proclaiming who God is and, um, and bringing others, sorry, bringing other people to peace as well. So what do you mean by and like proclaiming having... it? Do you, do you try to proselytize to them and project onto them or is it more like living your life in a godly way and people like it? How do you, how do you kind of see that? Uh, definitely sharing what God has done in my life and the peace that God has given to me, um, sharing the goodness of him and the spirit of him as well. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, definitions on what proclaiming the kingdom is, but that's what it is to me. Basically yeah. sharing, sharing what God has done in my life, you know, um, living out, living out, um, my life in action and how I, treat other people and have decent relationships and yeah. how to handle certain um, problems. Yeah. Cause like to me, people who try to tell me about God, they're usually watching porn, you know, like I, <laughs> <laughs> the, the joke there is those who are trying to project onto people don't know it for themselves. But then when you're yes. living through the kingdom of God and you're just like it, it's, you're an example upon the world. Like you're a light upon the world and people yes, will you gotta naturally... be that light. Yeah, they will naturally resonate with you or or they'll naturally be thrown away from you because they're like cockroaches <laughs> with the light. They're like, oh, God, it's God. Run away. <laughs> yeah. When you said uh, let your light shine, when, when you said light, it reminded me of like let your light shine, like literally, like be be that light. Yeah, that be a God light upon the you. world or be light upon your feet. You know, it's it's you're walking it. You're living it. And also, like what you said earlier, it's one thing to say. It. It's another thing to do it. So. Once you actually do it, it's gonna it will come out of you, like you know, in in your in your exterior on how God has been working through your life. That's awesome. If you're just saying if you're saying all these random things, and you you look like a stressed up person when you're saying it, you're you're <laughs> not a you're you're not proclaiming the kingdom when you're doing uh, it. It's just you, like you, uh, you have hate in your heart. Like, Ephesians four six says this. You're like, but John said <laughs> exactly. this. Well, Matthew said this. You're like, but look look at your house. Like, look at your family. Look, yeah, your look at all the relationships you. you have. <laughs> your kids hate you. You have an abuse. You're you're abusing your spouse. Like, what are you talking? You're not applying the kingdom at all in your life. Yeah, exactly. My my joke is always when people start telling me about what how I should live my life. I always just counter and say. Do you watch porn? Because 
you can yeah. always smell it on somebody. You're like, you don't, you don't smell like a good person. <laughs> <laughs> or, or simple. It's like, have you talked to your mother this week? Yeah. Like, do you like, have anger? Like, oh. real, real simple questions, and then they'll get riled up about it. And okay, that answers the question for you. Beta male. <laughs> <laughs> I love calling people betas or sodomites or just all that stuff because. I say it in a good heart and some people take it personally and it's really not them taking it personally. It's the spirit within it's Satan within them. That's telling them to take it personally, but that's a good answer, man. So we'll find out this week what the answer is. And hopefully I can post this before, um, before Sunday, anything else you kind of want to tell the audience about recommending forgiveness or those on the other side, um, you know, just something to really inspire people or are you good to go? Well, everyone's life is different, but, you don't have to overcomplicate love. You don't have to overcomplicate forgiveness. It, it's just something that you do, you know. Um, although you may not have to forget what happened, um, it, it's very, very simple to forgive. Yeah. It's so simple, yet no one will do it. You know, it's that's why I find amazing. It's terrifying because your thoughts are terrified that they're going to be broken away from you. But once you do it, like, peace comes upon you and if you do the silent prayer morning and night then you really maintain it and then of course if you do step number three which is the name of the podcast which is doubt every thought really you just return to the kingdom of heaven and become a tool for god to use in a really fun way so in either case i think that really wraps it up chris for the uh interview for you today i really appreciate you coming on man anything else you want to say before we wrap this thing up no not much um thank you for having me back again i'm looking forward to doing it again dude yeah as Chris is always crushing it with his own podcast and I can't wait to have him on in a few more weeks to see uh, how another son of God is living and like always we tell people go and forgive your mother and father for making you resent them doubt every thought and know thyself with a silent prayer so we'll see you on the next podcast everyone and have a great day take care